the phone. Oh, have you been? You keep leaving us. But you leave. You are forgotten, Delilah. We miss you so much. We don't even know when you're here and when you're not, Rick. We miss you. Well, um, I want to say you look more beautiful than ever. Oh, thank you. I was going to say we miss Rick IRL in real life. In real life, yes. Yeah. We do miss We do miss. And by the way, Drunk Rick is my favorite Rick. And we don't get to see we Drunk Rick. We don't see that one much. Because he, he has to drink to a much. bottle of vodka. <laughs> Because he's freaking nine foot tall. He's like Shrek. Try, try getting Shrek drunk. That's what it's like. Rick's huge. Um, anyway, you look absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And uh, I'm so, you should have seen her, Lori, last night knitting that dress. What was, oh, I was like, what was I doing last night? I was like, I'm like, we Renee. Were, we were like, together last night. What are you night, doing? Really? She's like, I have to knit this dress. My hands hurt so bad, but I have to do it. That's the kind of woman I am. I got to knit my own dress. I like no, it. No, I don't know how to knit, actually. That's a oh, skill no, I don't, I don't nobody, have. Nobody on the fucking podcast was like, I wonder if she really knitted that. Well, no, because people... Of course you didn't knit that shit. Not this, but like, I don't even know... I, what I was saying is I don't even know how to knit. That is not in my repertoire. Nobody assumes that you do know how to knit. You're, you're, you're saying it as if you assume... <laughs> That people were like, I bet Captain Evil well, no, Renee knows how to knit. my grandma could knit and crochet. Like grandma, keyword. Grandma. Your grandma could also cook. Your grandma could also clean. No, not really, actually. Your grandma my grandma could, could not cook. That is, <laughs> that is a generational skill we have been missing for generations after generations after yes. generations. Grandma, your grandma could cook. Anyway, no, she couldn't. Anyway, one of your grandmas could. Well, my dad's mom, but not my yes. mom's mom. Yeah. Most grandmas. Most grandmas can cook. Most grandmas cleaned. Most grandma, grandmas gave You're hugs. You're going to get in trouble again you with, you, with your you women. You women. And you grandmas. You, you grandmas. You grandmas. <laughs> you grandmas. <laughs> um, holy shit. Um, lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. I did take the week off, even though. It doesn't feel like it was a week off. I know, dude. And and that's a conversation that, that Lori and I had this morning that, you know, I, I, I need to start officially taking weeks off yeah. to where I say, you know, just cause I'm home. Right. You say week off cause you weren't traveling. Cause I didn't travel, but I'm still, you know, meetings and interviews and, you know, so, yeah. you know, moving forward, I do need to say, Hey, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm not taking calls. I'm not dealing with bullshit. You're not doing business. Yeah. I'm just off. So, yeah. Um, yeah, because you work your like business business on the weekends, but then you're doing all of the other things during the week. So like you literally are working seven days a week. Yeah, I work seven days a week, and 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 then you know it's the yard and it's the house. And not it's even, the but barn I'm not even talking the, about that stuff. No, but like, I'm saying I do that too. Yeah. You know, I I I, um, I don't knit, but I do do <laughs> I do do a lot of things. You do know how to use um, a writing lawnmower. But we had a we, you know. The, the first conversation I think I would I would like to talk about is just... Uh-oh, you sound very serious. No, it's just parenting. I mean, you know, De- Delilah, oh. Delilah is... Made me cry this morning. She makes, yeah, she made <laughs> you cry. Um, it's hard. I mean, Delilah is... It, it, she's not a bad kid. She's super smart and She's really independent. She wants to do everything herself. And, and she's gotten to which the is p- great oh yeah and she's gotten to the point where she has become very loving um, also manipulative but very loving 
and she wants to hug. Oh, yeah. Last week, she, she peed her pants, and you were upset with her about it, so you sent her to her room to change because she just was going to be in her soiled clothes and not change, and she's upset that she has to go to her room and change. So I, like, step in sweetly, and I'm like, come on, take her to the potty so she can, like, finish peeing and change her. And as I'm changing her, she goes, I love daddy the most. <laughs> and then she'll, she'll I'll, I'll, like, when I'm trying to talk to her, she'll like you're, if I'm upset with her she's so quick to change the subject who else does that oh, um, she's hush. so quick to change the subject she's so quick to do something cute to be funny to be funny yeah. to be to change you know, the subject so, and be clever so then I'll grab her and I'll hold her and I'll talk to her and then on my nose she's going boop boop she does that boop daddy I love yes. you boop boop I love you boop. if I boop your nose it's funny right yeah. I wonder where she <clears throat> learned that from she learned she learned it to be manipulative um but but she is she is um very 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 headstrong yeah she is you cannot tell her no if you tell her no she loses her shit and does not stop losing her shit yeah um i have gotten better because i i i started kind of reading child psychology and really understanding, you know, what to do. And you, and you realize that it's a frontal lobe thing and, and coping, the coping mechanism uh-huh. uh, needs to be taught. Yes. And she does not have it yet. Yeah. Um, there's also acknowledging her feelings. Yeah. You know, I noticed that if I hug her and I tell her that I know how she feels and that I can understand why she's very frustrated. Yeah. That it helps. And then, I have uh. to say that I, you know, we're talking about this together as we figure out little Miss Delilah and how best to help her and <laughs> and help me. But um, sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't. And she responds to you doing those things differently than she responds to me doing them. Because sometimes Lori's over there like uh. nodding her head because she like no, sees it go it, down. It, but I will acknowledge her feelings and I will try to sympathize with her and she doesn't care. Well, we were laughing. She cares about your acknowledgement, not about my yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah, no, there's de- definitely a, a difference in the way that she responds to me versus you. Yeah. I can get her to calm down. I can get her to do what I need her to do much, much quicker than you can. Yeah. And I'm I, better I'm, off <clears throat> like sending her to a room and then just letting her come out when she's ready. But I think Which you can't do in public. That's the hard part. But I think it's female energy. Yeah, I think I it could know. be some of the the female energy of you know trying to take uh, control and power of this household. <laughs> I think uh, I think that that you and Renee, you and Delilah, are in a power struggle to see who's gonna run shit around here. <laughs> and and Delilah's like, I got that dude. I'm, I'm pretty close to getting that guy 100 percent on my team. I gotta get if I can get this bitch out of the way, I can do it. <laughs> If she knows your team, Renee, she's like, that bitch Lori, too. I got to do something about her. And where's that Rebecca bitch? I'm going to handle these bitches. Oh my God. I got that dude on my team. I got Bubba on my team. I need these women out of the way. <laughs> it is def- there might be some truth to that. It is definitely a, uh, a power struggle going on. Um, but it, it has been hard. And I, I mean, you know, I, my response to everything is to joke around. I mean, anytime things get serious, I always try to. Maybe to that's where Delilah and, learned it from. I think so. I mean, no, I think, I mean, it, it's definitely a, a, it is definitely a skill. 
Oh, for sure. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, most comedians and actors, if, if you watch Inside the Actor's Studio, yeah. he always talks about the patterns, mm-hmm. right? And the patterns are... Is that show still on? Does he still do that? You know, divorce... Um, you know, moving around from school All to school the to school. Right? A lot of people who move from school to school to right. school. And that was me, right? Yeah. You know, l- l- it was a de- it's a coping mechanism to learn how to make friends quickly, to, you know, um, to divert, to... Avoid know, conflict. Avoid conflict, to pre- protect your true feelings. Yeah. Right? Because well, I am a sensitive person, um, to use humor. But today, you know, poor Renee, you know, we, we both took Delilah to school this morning and Renee had a rough time this morning and then Renee cried, which makes, which <laughs> I always think that's so unfair. You women. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> Renee, Renee goes, uh, Hey Google stop or whatever. And it wouldn't do it. And so Renee did like four times. I go, shit, even Google doesn't listen to you. <laughs> Nobody listens to you. Um, but it was definitely a, it, it is a rough morning, but I also think that because. Oh, Google's yeah, going up in the yeah. other room. I just heard it. But I also think because, you know, of the experience that we do know that it is, there are phases yeah, and that it's going to go away, yeah, you know, and it's going to get better if we do continue to do the right things. Yes. So I, I, I think that we both needed to hear that from each other this morning to, to have a reminder of. God, I hope so. Cause I'm just trying like, to raise a good uh, human. <laughs> but then I talked to other friends of ours that have little babies, girls, and they're like, uh-huh. oh, three, fuck. Like, well, and I have a girlfriend who's like going through some stuff with her like preteen daughter and I just think like oh my I just think of you know as I'm simultaneously going through this hard phase with Delilah I'm like oh can, is there is there at least a break between like the terrible twos and the three nagers and the I hope so years? Like, I does hope it chill so. I mean, out for a little bit in there it is um it, it has been definitely a challenge and it's it is um you know not to mention we have gotten busier in life and well my that's what's and, so that's what's yeah. so hard is that like if it was just Delilah, if I wasn't juggling all the other things with, you know, another kid and their activities and just our life, you know, being busier now, she'd have more like, we've talked about this, I feel mommy guilt, that she'd have more time and personal attention and maybe we wouldn't have these behavior issues, but that's just not our life at the moment. That's and, not and the it, life and, Delilah and is experiencing. And the other hard part is to juggle, you know, Renee needs alone time without the kids and friend time to have a good time. I need guy time and good time to have, yeah. you know, but then I also need to be a good husband and you need to be a good wife to me. Right. And, I mean, there's just life is. And our kids getting to experience us parenting together because together you're gone and, so you know, much. So finding the time for like us to do it as a family of four life in general, you know, and, and, you know, maybe here we are talking about the next, you know, material for my special, you know, is, yeah. is how do you juggle just life in general for everybody, everybody, you know, I, I was looking at some of our friends this week and, and the, you know, the, the more I've gotten to know them and, and understand them and, and understand what they're going through in their life. I can, I see it on them. You know, we have friends that you go, something's going on. Oh. They're, they're not their usual spunky selves. They're, you know, yeah. um, I'm not going to name any names, but specifically some of our close friends where I talked to him yesterday and he was like, man, I, I, she's like, I just got to come up for air, man. He's like, it's just, I'm worn down. The wife's tired. I'm tired. The kids yeah. are, you know, wearing us out. Work is wearing us out and it's just hard. Right. And then you have other friends that, 
you know, they've got their parents going through things. And yeah, we're at that age where to, a lot of us are dealing with issues with our folks. They're having to juggle that as well. We're dealing with stuff too. And, yeah. You know, so life's hard. And I think, um, you know, our, our best bet is to take a, a, give you that moment, hopefully soon, where you can hang out with your girlfriends, where yeah. it works out, you know. And that's the other thing is, is being able to juggle, you know, when you have these girlfriends or, or guy friends that then you have to juggle everybody's schedule. Yeah. You know, and, and in your case, you're one of the only one in some, in one of your group of girl, my wife has seven different groups of girlfriends. <laughs> They're all close. We're all close. We've lived we a lot of places. I've, I've lived um, life in a lot of places. But in this case, you know, one of the groups that you're very close with is, you know, several of them do not have kids. Yeah. Several of them are not married. So you're the one that has to go. I can't that weekend because I have a responsibility to my husband. I have a responsibility to my kids. Yeah. I can't. So it makes things difficult. But <clears throat> we still need to find your time um, to go and, and be with your girlfriends. And we need to, hopefully Thursday we'll get a little date night. I think we, we scheduled a, a date night for me and you yeah. to go do something, you know. But it goes back to, I also feel like, you know, because life is so crazy that we need to cherish moments. Yeah, you and you I know. talk about that because you're like, oh, Renee, you know, you always want to like do a trip or carve out a chunk and just stealing it when we can. And I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the phase of life that we're in is, and we've talked about this. It's like the kids are little, you They're know, little. it's it's yep. a phase. It's a phase. And, and you know, you, you, you got to have that, 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 that time, yes, but. You know, do me and you have four days to disappear alone? No. No. You know, <laughs> no. We don't Hard have it. no. We don't have it. Even, even, yeah. even two days. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, even yeah. two days. But, you know, Delilah is, is super intelligent and super sweet. She's just hard. Yeah. She's, she's, um, and I feel bad because I feel like we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, you know, and I think about like if the kids ever like watched old episodes of this because now they'll exist. Like all we ever do is talk about how Delilah is so hard and she like, she, she is such a funny, bubbly, little spunky personality and she does bring us joy. It's just been hard for me to find it lately. Delilah, when we're dead and gone, we love you. And you got all the money anyway. Garrett did not know how to handle the money, so we gave it to you. We love you. No, You're amazing. No, that's not what it's about. That's not what no, it's about. No, it, it, it's been fun. I, I, <laughs> you said that very no, weirdly. I'm not quite I, sure I believe the tone in your no, voice. No, I absolutely love having a little girl. The love I have for that little girl is so different than Garrett. The squeezes are different. The, uh -huh. You know, when, <laughs> how about the other day when I was making up a Delilah song on the guitar? Uh -huh. And girls are such girls. Because she goes. <laughs> Did she not? She clutched her pearls. She was watching you so intently. And I was I'm, like, he's got the worst voice. I know. I'm like, <laughs> he, I'm just strumming the stupid guitar. It's a terrible like, song. It doesn't God even write. God Delilah. <laughs> and she's just like. It was, it was just that look. You yeah. Know. I even looked at you because you were like, oh my God. But she literally was standing up looking at me while I was singing like, and it was just the best. It was the fucking best. And, and that's what gets you. That's what gets you with this parenting thing is, is it is hard. But then you have moments. You know, yeah. you have moments. I think there must be a Coco Melon song because the other thing she says all the time about you is like when you're gone, she says all the time, something will break and she'll be like, my daddy will fix it about everything. 
My daddy will fix it. There's got to be a Coco Melon song that or talks maybe about I fix daddy fixing. Maybe I fix shit. <laughs> maybe every time she brings me something, I fix it. Every time you make her cry, I fix it. Every time. Um, but we had a, we had an absolutely amazing week. Um, busy, yes, but amazing week. Um, a huge, cool leap for Renee. I had a bunch of stuff going on last week. I got to, and we talked about, I collected all the costumes and I finally, um, we got them over to Casa and donated them to make sure kids get them. And like, once we piled them all into my car, when they were like hanging in our house and in boxes and in bags, I didn't realize how much stuff it was until we like went through and made sure we had it all organized by sizes. And then it literally took all the space in my car. I was loaded in the back. My middle seat had costumes on hangers all over it. Um, it was really great. So it was I was happy to be able to drop off all those Halloween. No, costumes. that's a beautiful thing you did for for our friends at Casa and and for those kids because, you know, I, I still remember most of the costumes that I wore as a kid. Yeah. You know, trick or treating was a big deal. Yeah. You know, my funniest one, I had the flu, and I desperately wanted to trick or treat. Uh huh. So Dad took one of his brown bag beer bottles out of the trash. And dressed me up like a drunk because I was miserable. So I had my little quart of beer, like walking around, trick or treating, right? And looking like a drunk. Uh, it was the best. Um, but well, no, you know what they said? I got really emotional because when I was dropping it off, I, you know, we talk about how I love the holidays and they're such a big deal to me. And Norma over there that runs Casa, she said, you know, I really don't like the holidays. She said, because in this role, like what you see and what you experience, there's not a lot of good memories attached to the holidays, to, to the holidays well, for those and, kids. And, or like you know, you're dealing with suicide kids. goes up yeah. during the holidays. You know, old people who are ill die during the holidays. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, is, um, it, it is supposed to be a blessed, you know, that's what the story. A time to celebrate. Yeah, that's why the, story, the story of Grinch is so great. Yeah. You know, and it steals your heart when you're watching the Grinch and as a little boy, him not getting a gift. He was a foster kid. Yeah. He didn't get a gift. So he became the Grinch. The Grinch. You know, so there are so many things. And in, in, like I said, it's such a beautiful thing that you did because I remember Halloween yeah. as a kid and Halloween was a big deal for me as a kid. Well, one of you your um, one of your fans who came and brought us a costume on the road she was so sweet. She, she sent me a message and she said, we gave you a Dracula costume because my husband said that was really important to him, that he remembers being a kid and wanting a Dracula costume and his parents couldn't afford to get it for him. So that's what he wanted to donate was a Dracula costume. Oh, see, that's, a, that that's, cool. that's the beautiful thing about it. You know, yeah. and I'm really glad you did that. And it's really special. And I hope that I hope that maybe a, a gesture like that you know, could, could change one of these kids' lives. Well, and two, yeah. I, got a, I got a couple of messages from people who were involved with CASA because it's a nationwide organization. Um, and they were like, well, I'm in, involved with CASA where I live, and this is such a great idea. I want to do something like this, too. So I think a couple other people who decided they're going to do something similar. That's very good. Yeah. And, then, and then Renee got invited to speak at the... Um, um, the San Antonio the San Home, Antonio Home show. Garden show. On Garrett's birthday, uh, I mean, weekend... So it made things very, very difficult. <laughs> um, and I was laughing because I, I hope I hope it gave you a little perspective on the way I handle my performances <laughs> versus the way you handle your performance. Dude, Rick, a whole half a day, I gotta be at the library. You Not do a whole half a day. Half I a day. looked at it. It was two hours. 
I looked at it. I timed myself. I I, I was I, actually I need, sitting at the library. I need for zero distractions. Zero. And I got to go to the library. I don't get to work. I, I had to talk. I had to fill an hour, y'all. An hour is a long time to fill. You work on an no, act. The, the you work me. on an act for how long before you have an hour? I, no, but material. I have to perform an hour no matter what, whether I have an act or not. And I do it. Well, I am not used to doing that. And I had never done it before. <laughs> then, so I needed oh, some time. I need time. To figure and, out what I was going to Can you take care of the kids? An and I'm thinking to myself, dude. When you go on the road with me, the kids are two seconds before I walk on stage. Delilah's climbing on top of me. Garrett's running around throwing the ball in the green room. We talked about this last week, how you are a freak and need no preparation, that you can just walk on stage. We, we said you are a freak of nature in that way. I'm just saying that maybe there's some, you, maybe you gain a little bit of perspective. And a little bit more respect. <laughs> no, I was like in the mirror curling my hair and Steve comes in and he's like, hey, are you taking the kids with you? Are we going to come have dinner with you in the green room? I was like, I don't think I get a green room. It doesn't work like that at the San Antonio um, Home and Garden. Talk. I wish I would have been there. I really yeah. do. But but of course, again, talking about what we were talking about earlier, yeah. we had to divide and conquer. Yeah. You, know, you, you were on I, daddy duty. I, I was, you know, all joking aside, this, you know, don't get me wrong. Like if you do one a month, and the fifth one, you still need all this time. I'm gonna be like, f you. <laughs> but I understand. You this, act this like was... I took that much time. No, no, I no, went no. to the I... library for two hours, and then that evening I did. I came back because I was doing no, but a I couple of demonstrations. <clears throat> I was like, I can't forget anything. I'm gonna be an hour from home. I gotta make sure I got everything packed in the wagon I, and the car. I get it, and that's what I'm saying. That with with all joking aside, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And it was not easy, and it was your first time to do it. You had no idea what to expect. Yeah. You know, I've been doing this for 20-something years. Yeah. I have been in every situation, every bad situation. I mean, I'd never even been to the show, so I literally had no idea what to expect. with all due respect, I'm glad you took the time, and I'm so proud of you because everybody, I wasn't there, but everybody came back ranting and raving about how great you did and how much fun you had. Tell everybody what you did so so that they understand... Um, well, because it was an hour, um, I spoke a little on how to make a house a home at any budget, just because I feel like you and I have had the blessing of living so many places and from little bungalows. Well, I mean, we, we downsized, we upgraded, we'd go back down because we wanted to live in a different neighborhood. We probably moved once a year when we lived in LA, just about, we, we we never lived, we, I don't, up until this home. This might, is this the longest we've lived in a place? We might now be at the point where this is the longest we've lived in one place. I don't oh. think we ever lived in Hang one on. place more than two years. Hang on. Yeah, we did. We did a couple of places we did, yes. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, well, let's talk about that for a little bit. I'm, I'm glad you talked about that. But because, because of that, it like, you know, when I talked about living in old buildings and weird nooks and crannies, and it gave us one, it gave me a chance to figure out what paint colors I like. We painted a lot of walls, the wrong we? colors. What the fuck is this we? <laughs> Well, I would help you paint it. I just didn't necessarily help paint it back. You wouldn't uh, help me paint it? <laughs> Are you I your would mind? help you paint, put the painter's tape. Renee, stop lying to the people <laughs> of the podcast. Let's at least be honest. Renee would come in and say, no, I take it back. Renee would paint three fucking colors on the wall. <laughs> That's what she would do. She'd come in and paint three. And then the shitty part is at that point, because I would be like, I go, Renee. I don't want to paint another apartment, dude. I got to paint it back every time to get our deposit back. And we definitely need our deposit back. <laughs> yeah. And then, so then did. she would go, 
well, speaking of manipulative, she'd go, okay, well, let me, uh, maybe I'll just look at some colors. Maybe we'll paint. And then she paints three big stripes on the wall. And I'm like, well, now I have to paint it. That was before they, now, uh, thank God, they have those like pre-painted square stickers and you can just take a little sticker and put it on the wall. All bitching and, and, and joking aside. Yes. I'm glad you talked about that because even though you put me through hell and made me paint, in my opinion, it was always worth it. It was always worth it because you did, you always did such a good job, especially back then with no money, making our house a home. Yeah. And sometimes just painting makes it your own home. Yeah. You know, so you were able to talk about that. Yeah. So I, I talked about that and the different, you know, the different ways that we did that. And then um, I did a couple of demonstrations since I love Halloween so much. Um, just kind of like an easy way for them to throw a party. So I did a scale down. Um, on my Instagram, I shared like the huge charbuterie spread I made with the skeleton. Oh, charbuterie. Charbuterie because it had a skeleton. But I did like a smaller one on a Lazy Susan, kind of showed people how to do that. And then um, I shared a drink recipe in a pumpkin. So food, drink, and then like a pretty centerpiece. No, you um, you, you definitely have a talent for it. And I mean, it kind of goes back to for, for, for females. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick and I like sports. And the reason we like sports is because we like to see people do things we wish we could. Yeah. And I think that, and those people that are dunking the ball or scoring touchdowns, you know, they're very good at what they do and it is fun to watch. Yeah. And I think that you have a talent and you are very, very good. At making things look pretty? Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I can't cook, but I, I can make I, I things look pretty. <laughs> I, no. I can buy the food and make it look nice. Because you have you have people like Miss Lori who's sitting over there who you go to her home and her home is absolutely beautiful. And yeah. she likes doing stuff like that. So she likes having somebody like yourself, I would assume, go, hey, what about this? And she goes, oh, that's a great idea, right? Yeah. You know, Lori's always bringing over different recipes that she finds, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it is very cool because I think that you are very, very talented at what you do and you're very creative. Thank so you. So I'm very proud of you. So Renee It was went fun in, to get to oh. share. I enjoyed Renee, it. Renee went and did that on Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday was party time and it was big party time. Yeah. Uh, those of you that are just now joining the podcast. Renee and I have a, a deal where every other year we rotate big birthday, family birthday, big birthday, family birthday. So this year for Garrett was the big birthday, which yeah. means that invite your friends, invite everybody over. We go big. We have a good time. Next year for Garrett will be just family, yeah. just immediate family. But Delilah will get the big birthday next year. Yes, yes. Delilah will get number four for her will be. The, the it just year. so happens that it's the even numbers for both of them Yep, are the big ones. So we rotate, right? So, um, Garrett, gosh, when we finally got the barn ready and our friends at, at, uh, Casa Decor, if you're in New Braunfels, man, I mean, we didn't know who or what or how we were going to get our bar and bar tables and setups. We didn't know how we were going to do it. I randomly walk into, um, Casa Decor here in New Braunfels. And I see some of their bars, and I'm like, God, man, I, I start talking to the guy. I go, dude, if, if I could just get this bar but bigger, you know, and, and I brought Renee over, and Renee was like, yeah, but I like that, and I like that. And, I, and the guy comes over, and he goes, we can do it. Yeah. 
We own a furniture building store, factory, in Mexico. What do you want? So for very inexpensive, not cheap, but not expensive. Well, the cost of wood alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. We built a beautiful bar. So it got here. Um, we're, we, we got it all set up. And I, am, I, I you know, cleaned the floors, got everything ready. We had a video game truck show up. But also Saturday, uh, Sunday, we had Garrett's flag football game. Yes. So then I'm running to the football game. Renee's staying here with my mom and her mom and my sisters. They're doing their thing. We're I'm at the up. football field. Um, which, which brings me to finally getting Rick's opinion because we have not heard from Rick. Okay. I am of the belief that showboating on the field is unacceptable. Oh. I, I, I believe in the kids celebrating their hard work. Yes. Showing off is not okay. Okay. I, I understand what you're saying. It's like we want to teach kids good sportsmanship. Yes, absolutely. We want to teach kids good sportsmanship. But I feel like in the sport of football in particular, we're not talking about baseball. In the sport of football in particular, you're talking about a sport where on TV, the children are seeing grown-ass men do dances after they make a touchdown. Yes, but they're professionals. They're the best in the world. Sure. And they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to put on a show. I'm talking about eight-year-olds. They don't I'm know talking the about, difference. And, and that's why on that's Sunday. That's who they watch. That's who on, they admire. On Sunday, we had a couple of kids who, by the way, are amazing kids. Amazing kids. Celebrate in a way that me and the other head coach found unacceptable. And, the, and there's, there's a few factors there. And I'm going to get Rick's opinion here in a minute. There's a few factors we were beating this team at that time mm-hmm. 30-something to zero. We were pummeling them. Yeah. I mean, pummeling these kids. And my philosophy is we win with class and we lose with class. Sure, no one's going to argue with that. If you want to celebrate and hug your friends because you made a good run, great. But taunting and showing off? I don't know. Not okay. I can't help but think that like eight-year-old little Steve would have had the best touchdown dance of anybody on the team. And I did. And I got my ass reamed. Seventh grade, I got my ass reamed by Coach Klein because this exact point. And it He's made, like an old-school hard-ass and it, coach. And I can it, totally and it see made that. a big difference for me. And, it, and I don't forget the speech. I don't forget what he told me. Yeah. And and I, I, me as a grown man, I'm glad that he taught me that lesson because it is not okay. Now, we Renee, we have been so... I wasn't there. I didn't see it. Me and you have been so very lucky. And we are lucky because Garrett has never been on a losing season. Yeah. Garrett has lost games. Yeah. But he's never been part of a terrible like team. Loss after loss after loss, loss after, after loss. loss. Yeah. And being a part of a terrible, terrible team. Yeah. So I can't imagine being a parent on the side of we get beat every fucking week. And then now your kids are throwing it in our face. I, I can't do it. It's not okay. 
that's hard for those little boys. It is heartbreaking. Like, you know, Garrett had probably the worst practice he has ever had. In his entire baseball career, uh-huh. last Tuesday, worst practice I have ever seen him have, and it was heartbreaking for me. Yeah. It was like, I mean, I felt so bad for Garrett. I felt so bad that he couldn't get it together. He couldn't hit the ball. He couldn't catch the ball. Yeah. And, and he was crying and sad. And baby, it crushed my heart Yeah, to see my son go through that. And then to think that you, your son goes through that every single week, your mm-hmm. team, and then you have guys throwing their finger in the air and throwing their arms out like they're the greatest thing that ever happened. And it's like, dude, chill out. You know, now my thought is there's 10 seconds left in the game. We're in the championship or we're playing a very good team and it is back and forth. Yeah. And we, we do a play that, that ends up in the end zone to win the game and they celebrate extensively. Yeah. A little more aggressively. That is a different situation in my opinion. Okay, but these boys are like we're talking about seven and eight year olds, and now is the time. Don't know the difference yet, and now is the time to teach them that. Rick, go. Well, I mean, the the situation you set up. Yeah, if you're if you're up by that many, that's that's not even. I mean, it's not showboating or anything. It's just bad sportsmanship. But. I do find it entertaining. People like Deion Sanders and 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 then also people like Johnny Menzel, who I didn't necessarily like because he was a showboater. It gives you someone to root against. So I personally kind of find it entertaining. And even if we're down, you know, not by 30, that's 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 bad sportsmanship. But I do like the fact that it gives you a villain on the field and then it gives you someone to root for if they're on your side. But but I see your point too that you know I, I eight years old it's it, it might be a little young I certainly wasn't a showboater or do those kind of things on the basketball court but I think I did like it when people did that but that's yes a- but but uh, I, 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 I exactly to my point Rick if you're a professional or even college that you're putting on a show yeah I'm, you are pay- I am I am you are paid to entertain me. I just think at, at this age, it's a balance because you do want to encourage confidence and enthusiasm and you do want sports to be fun and you want to encourage that too and also teach them good sportsmanship. You're trying to teach them a lot I of am things not at saying, this age. I am not saying celebrate. I'm not saying don't celebrate. Yeah. I am not saying score a touchdown, nobody high fives, nobody chest bumps, nobody cheers. I'm not yeah. saying that. Yeah, it, it I, is, it's it at this age where they learn the all those lessons. It is excessive taunting. Oh, I it don't. Is, I don't think it is the it is the braggadocious. I don't think they I were just, taunting. No, no, I think they're sweet I smoked boys. you. I smoked you. Well, you're playing a team, Renee, and I am not kidding you when I tell you this. There was a six-year-old on that team that was Delilah size. I am not over exaggerating. Yeah. There was a six-year-old or seven-year-old on that team that was Delilah size. He was a little person. Yeah. I mean, stomping these kids. Now, don't get me wrong. I have the attitude, you keep playing your very best. Don't hold back. Yeah. Play your very best. 
Do not play down. Yeah, I just keep thinking of those those little boys now that are so discouraged. That's it, what. That's where. That's where right. I feel for is these discouraged. Put your boys. shoes. Put your feet in their shoes. Yeah. Right. Be that. Be those parents on the sideline every single Sunday, going, "God, we get stomped every freaking game." And then you, you know, have to. You, then you, those parents are trying to teach their kid the lesson of like, you finish what you started, and you're committed to a team, and that stinks too. Right. And then these kids are are throwing their arms out and 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 act, you know, acting like it's the the you know, um, like they just won the Super Bowl, and it's like, dude, guys, yeah, you scored, you scored, you did the right thing, you ran the 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 route exactly like we were supposed to run it. Yeah. It led to success. We don't need to rub it in their face. Yeah. We do not. And it's the same thing with, 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 you know, in my opinion, with money. You know, when you see guys and, and walking around with, with the expensive clothes and all the, to me, that's taunting. That's look at me. And, and I'm just not that guy. And I, and I don't want my son to be that guy. Yeah. And I don't want my son to be on a team that taunts. Yeah. And, and I, I believe that at this age, this is the age to teach them that. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, it is the age to go, hey, guys, we win with class and we lose with class. Yeah. We yeah. do not taunt. We do not. That's To me, it's also a, a form of bullying. Yeah. We don't bully. Yeah, I think it's just hard when, they, when that's what they're saying on TV. Like, if you, you don't see it in baseball. There are, there's no, what's the equivalent of a touchdown dance in baseball? You well, don't see when, it in other sports. When somebody hits a home run, right? Do what, Rick? The home run celebration. Have you guys been watching De La Cruz out of Cincinnati? Yeah. I See, he's really entertaining because of that. But again, Rick, he's paid millions of dollars to entertain us. Well, he, I'm not disagreeing with you on that sense. And, and I like what you're saying about you win with class, you lose with class. You know, and, and again, you have to remember, let's just talk about the NFL, for example. Right. Okay. The NFL, I forget what they're able to carry on their roster, but I think it's, <clears throat> I want to say like 55. Okay. So let's just say it's 55. 55 players. Players. They okay. can carry on a professional roster. Okay. There's 36 teams or how many teams are there? 32. There's 32 teams. Okay. Thir 52 men. What's what's 52 times 32? Rick's got a calculator. <laughs> we can look up sports stats faster than we can do mouth calculations yes. on the Steve Trevino and Captain Evil podcast. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, 1664 men. Okay. In the world get to be professional football players. Yeah. 1,662 men yeah. have the privilege and have worked hard enough and are athletic enough to be professional football players. Yeah. If they want to throw their fist in the air like they're number one, <laughs> they're fucking number one. Does that make sense, Rick? probably age well let me ask you do you think it's the age that you have a problem with like if you saw a 17 year old showboating on uh you know a pickup football game 
Would you have an issue with on that? On a high school team? On a pickup football game, who cares? Who cares? You know, if it, I, I would not tell Garrett not to talk shit and taunt if he's playing that, a pickup football game. That's an interesting game. question. If it was a high school game, would you feel the same way? A high school game, I would feel the same way. If it was high school playoffs and we're I'd talking the same about way. kids who might be recruited I would, for college. I would feel the same way. College? Would you feel the same way in college? College, no. Because, again, the, 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 the pool of talent uh-huh. and the ability to get there is on a different level. And it is entertainment. Yeah. But I don't like those players. Me personally, I don't like those players. Yeah. One of my favorite players of all time was Emmett Smith. Yeah. Emmett Smith is one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. And he would walk in the end zone. And then he'd walk right back to his little. He had a, um, he had a, they had a, a trunk on the sideline. Uh-huh. And every time Emmett Smith would score a touchdown, he kept that ball and he'd go put it in his trunk. Oh, and, that's classy. And he never, he never, he was never the, the showboat type. He was yeah. never, and I, I gravitate to men like that. Yeah. That, that to me, that is, that is to me, that is the bigger fuck you. Uh-huh. That I do this all the time. It's also really smart. Cause that's like, that's an Emmett Smith, Smith touchdown ball in that. Oh, he takes them home. Yeah. Auction, where, what auction is that yeah. going to? Where are you raising money but, for but that? But that's what I know? mean. That's a bigger flex. Yeah. A bigger flex is to walk in the end zone and go, guys, I've been here before. <laughs> I've, I've done this. Yeah. I don't yeah, need to. I'm, what am I, why am I going crazy? I'm going to do it again. Yeah. I'm about to do it again. Yeah. That to me, those are the players that, you know, I gravitated to. And, and, and maybe it was because Coach Klein gave me that speech. Yeah. You know, we, we, went, we went undefeated and... I took my finger and I threw it in the air like we were number one. Mm-hmm. And we got on the bus and Coach Klein goes, I, I don't ever want to see that finger in the air, Trevino. I will break it. But he kept it together till the bus. Yep. And he goes, he goes, not okay. I go, but we're number one. We, we went undefeated, you know. And he goes, where? In Gregory, Portland, Texas? Do you know how many teams are in this country? Did you beat them? And and he he was pissed. And and. After he gave me the speech, I thought to myself, you know what? He's right. Like, I didn't yeah. need to do that. Unacceptable. And again, act like you've been here before. Yeah. So, you know, we, we had that moment. And, and the, us coaches kind of leaned heavy on it. But then we had a great party. Yeah. Garrett had a wonderful time. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a, a Mexican-American Christmas pa- a birthday party, but... Um, <laughs> We had a lot of fun. The adults had just as much fun as the kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, the kids. I, I feel like the only reason the party ended was because everyone was having a great time, but the kids were starting to poop out, and the parents were like, all right, we got to take our kids home. Oh, now. yeah, we had kids, like, <laughs> sleeping on couches. We had kids sleeping on the floor. Delilah, know, the at one point, I don't know who gave her sidewalk chalk, but Delilah had a massive piece of sidewalk chalk, like, literally, like, this big. And she all over the planters on the side of the, the and we barn, <laughs> all on the sidewalk. And she was just laying in the, the, the sidewalk and blue sidewalk chalk all over her face and her feet and her hands. She was just like dusty blue mess. I had a blast. And, and you know, this weekend I, I chose because I'm so proud of that barn and the patio we built. And, yeah. you know, I, I never get to enjoy it. So the whole weekend... <laughs> <laughs> I know you were out there and both my dad and your dad would like come in the house and they were here in the kitchen cause they stayed with us for the weekend and they'd be like, he's just going to stay out there 
all day, all night. I was like, you guys, he works every weekend. Like, he has not had a chance I to I just be wanted to sit on my stool, like, watch the games, have a drink, relax, enjoy my patio. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, was a, it was a wonderful weekend. And I have an eight-year-old in my house. And I just think, oh, my gosh. In 10 years, <gasps> just 10 little years, he will be off to college. And it is just one of those things where you're just like, oh my god! Like we're almost halfway there. God, it, it is yeah. scary, you know. And yeah. I, <laughs> I told him that the other day, and he goes, "But I don't have to leave, right?" I go, "Buddy, you gotta go to college." But I mean, I, I can live here. I can. <laughs> I, go, uh, I think one time he asked me if he and his wife could live with us. <laughs> yeah, can me and my wife live with you, Dad? <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't know. It depends who you marry, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what that bitch is. Mary, Mary ugly son. Mary ugly, Mary humble. I'm gonna take him to Mexico, to the deepest parts of Mexico, where this woman is living in a Find hut. Find him someone who knows how to cook. Oh, but she's living in a oh. hut. I mean, she just she'll be so appreciative You're of awful. all the things that she has. You're her little Jetta. She'll be so excited about her Jetta. She'll be so. <laughs> um. But Renee, I love you, I, and I uh, truly enjoy our conversations. And you know, I did I did get Renee flowers today because you were so patient with me this weekend, and and you let me sit on my stool and enjoy my patio. <laughs> and I love you for that. Thank you. And but it is back to work. I'm off to Amarillo. Uh, should be there by the morning. Why do you say it like that? Why are you smiling like that? I will be in Amarillo by morning. Oh, I missed it Psh, over my head. George Come on. Strait. It's a George Strait song for anyone and else then, like And me then I have Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Yes. And then I have, um, oh, no, that's not this weekend. I was like, you're in Boston this weekend. I was oh, like, yeah. how are you going to be in Amarillo, Lubbock, and Boston? Yeah, this yeah. week is Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah, wrong weeks. Red Bank, New Jersey, Boston, and then Huntington. Huntington, New York is the only one not sold out. The yeah. only one. Boston sold out. Red Bank sold out. What is Huntington close to? It's like Long Island. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So excited to be there with you guys. Um, That's I am, next week that you're talking about. Is yes. Abilene, Lubbock, and Florida. I am. I am loving the East Coast. Yeah. And I, the, I, the cooler weather, you're like getting to experience like actual fall, fall in the yeah. fall. Um, but. We cannot do this show without Aztec Chevrolet always taking care of us. Uvalde uh, Chevrolet, Aztec Chevrolet, yep. Goliad Ford. Please look us up. Please give us a chance. Please, please, please. Good folks over there. Uh, we also Old Salt Coffee. We cannot do our mornings without it. Yep. Rick, I don't know if you're on the Old Salt Coffee tip, but golly, dude. <laughs> and it's so cool that like when people come and stay, uh-huh. everybody's like, oh, this coffee. Oh coffee. man, this coffee's yeah. good. What's this coffee? Trevino yeah. 10. It's old salt coffee. Um, and then, of course, pick cherries. Download the app. Uh, what else to wrap up today? That's it. Very proud of Renee. One of the things that is helping Renee is her social media. As her social media grows, she is able to get more gigs like this. And I think you enjoyed it, right? Oh, I thought you were going to thank people for sending me all these wonderful Halloween and holiday ideas. Oh, fucking Sarah Massengill. <laughs> no, I'm going to no, kill that woman. No, you know what was so funny? Uh, Sarah came up to me at the party. She goes, oh, did she? She goes, just so you know, I'm constantly sending Renee ideas. Like, you <laughs> motherfucker. <Yeah. laughs> no, everyone is. 
And then when I said you cut me off of Halloween, they just started sending me Christmas stuff. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. It, that's, you know, and Amy, look, this is just me throwing it out there, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but we should have you go to somebody's house and decorate a Christmas tree with them together. Well, I think that's where we might be next year because you cut me off for Halloween. And I so was do like, other people. Spend other yes, people's money. I need someone else's house to go decorate <laughs> since I'm cut off. We need to we need to reach out, uh, Rick, to like uh, get a sponsor, like you know maybe H E B or Home Depot or Lowe's or you know one of these guys, and see if they want to sponsor a Captain Evil brings brings Christmas to your house or some shit, yeah. you know, some bullshit. <laughs> As I'm telling you, dude, Hobby Lobby should be called the bullshit store. Hey, come oh my on. gosh, I took Delilah to I forget what I needed. I needed something. And I specifically had to go into Hobby Lobby. Look, you already have your head on the microphone. And I took Delilah. I think Delilah enjoys Hobby Lobby more than at like a Target dude, than a toy girl, store. I'm in so much fucking trouble, dude. <laughs> she, Daddy, buy me this. Daddy, Daddy buys me whatever I want. Daddy, With I'm the like, giant, did you see when the giant witch went up in the front yard and she was like saying where it needed to be moved and how oh, it needed to go? Here we go. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's trying to kill you. She's like, I gotta get this bitch out of the way so I can run <laughs> shit around here. <laughs> we love you guys so very much. And, and Rick, buddy, thank you for joining us uh, for the first time in months. We. <laughs> We have, we have so much fun doing this, and, and we could not do it without Rick and Gigi, and we do miss Gigi as well. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.